All right, guys, we are live with Scratching and Surviving. If you are watching, that probably means that you're still alive in your survivor pool. So congratulations. And uh, let's just dive into it. All right, guys, I'm going to first, let's head over to survivorgrid.com. Let's take a look at the whole picture, what we're looking at for this week. And um, let me pop that screen up. So it's going to take me a minute, of course, because I'm terrible at this. But, all right, we've got Survivor Grid up. And the obvious pick this week, you're seeing Buffalo, huge favorite. Um, is Buffalo going to lose this week? No. But is that how we play Survivor? Not necessarily, right? It's not always about advancing to the next week. It's about giving us a strategy here that we can win the entire pool. So, as you've heard me say many times, this is about figuring out the type of pool you're in, how many players are in the pool, how many entries are left, and what the rules are. If you have a lot of double picks coming up, we're going to play this differently than we would if this is just single entry each and every week, single pick. You know, uh, you can only pick a team one time and you're out if they lose, things like that. So let's assume this is a standard type of pool. And first, let's just go over what we're looking at here for the future. Now, Buffalo, a lot of easy games in the future. That's why it's 35% being picked right now according to Survivor Grid. But what does that mean? Does that mean that this is necessarily a good play from a leverage standpoint? Or is it a bad play uh, from a leverage standpoint? Again, that's going to matter on the type of pool that you're in. So let's just kind of go over what we've got on the future, what we're looking at in the future for uh, Buffalo and what they have up. So if we go ahead to week eight, they get Miami seemingly game. They should win, right? Most of these games are games. They should win Miami, Jacksonville, the jets, Indianapolis, four games in a row, week eight, nine, 10, and 11. Now I'm in a pool, actually a league where, um, come week nine. Now, right now we're actually making double picks weeks, three, four, and five, and then come week nine, depending on how many people are left, we may have to make double picks as well. So in a pool like that, if I only had one entry, I'd have to make a serious consideration here on not taking Buffalo. If I'm in a pool with not too many people left, let's say under 50, I've got one entry. Buffalo might still be the play here. We could actually sort this. Let's look. If we go to week eight, you've got Kansas City is going to be an obvious play here against the Giants, the Rams against Houston. So you've got options. You've got Seattle against Jacksonville. Week eight looks to be a fairly easy, easy week. Let's sort week nine. You got that Buffalo game, like I mentioned, but you got Miami playing Houston right now looks like a game you'd want to take. You know, we're going to probably be fading Houston quite a bit here this year now that they lost Taylor. So Miami's a possibility. That's a team that you probably would not have pay taken until um, until this week, unless you're taking them in week six against Jacksonville. Um, Indianapolis, another team that you probably would not take, although week six, they also have an easy game with Houston. But we're looking at week nine playing the Jets, another team. So we've got options here in week eight. We've got options in week nine. How are we looking in week 10? Buffalo looks like the best pick. Um, just looking forward, again, Indianapolis against Jacksonville. Dallas against Atlanta looks like a game that we'd probably want to target. Uh, Pittsburgh, Detroit, I don't know. I mean, we're, they're showing it right now at minus seven. But Pittsburgh and Detroit might be a lot closer to each other than we think. And then we've got Denver 
playing Philadelphia, which that's another one that I don't know necessarily right now that that line's going to be six and a half, although that's what this website thinks. Uh, Denver would be at home, so certainly going to be a favorite in that game, but we'll see. I don't know if there's that huge of a difference right now between um, Denver and Philadelphia. So you see, we've got we've got options, and I'm just kind of thinking this out loud with you guys while I do this. You know, I set it up ahead of time, but it's it's going to be different, um, like I said, for each and every pool that we're in. So I'm looking at this from the the standpoint of the pools that I'm in, and I'm in some massive pools, a lot of people, a lot of entries. So I have to think of this differently than you guys who are playing in the smaller pools, right? So let's just sort this again by win percentage. And like I said, obviously, Houston is going to be, should be a layup. Now, I've lost in these pools before. I don't know how many years ago it was where Arizona went into New England as a 14-point underdog. Um, I had multiple picks, like two or three entries in a pool that all, <coughs> excuse me, that all took uh, New England. And that game wound up being a, uh, a loser. Arizona goes into New England. Arizona was not very good. And they win that game. So strange things can happen. Um, I don't anticipate it here, obviously, with not much of a quarterback situation uh, in Houston. So if you want to play it safe, Buffalo is going to be the obvious play. But let's go to the spreadsheet so we can get a little bit more um, in depth on just which teams we're going to take in what situations. So if you bear me with me one second, I will bring up um, we'll bring up the spreadsheet and see what that looks like. All right. So I've got the spreadsheet up and again, I put in the money lines for what the implied odds are, win probability, and these are the money line is going to be sort of a middle between the favorite and the underdog. That's going to give you a good idea of what the actual win probability is for these teams because we, we're eliminating the juice on both sides of this game. If you understand sports betting and money lines at all or all really all bets that the sports book is going to offer you, there's juice involved, meaning by juice, that's what the sports book is taking. That's their, That's sort of their service fee for providing the bets and liquidity. So we're going to find a midpoint on the money line. And I do that here. And then I just convert that to win probability. If you go check out uh, inside the Sharp app, we have the Sharp Academy. I've got all those calculations and a bunch of videos there. If you're interested in sports betting at all, I would definitely suggest downloading the Sharp app and checking out all the Sharp Academy videos. Even if you're experienced in sports betting, there's going to be some stuff in there that may help you, may just trigger some ideas in your in your brain on, on how to change the way you're handicapping or or add something to your handicapping. So um, I would strongly suggest doing that. And of course, if you're looking for actual bets, models, professional models, um, a lot of the coaches that we have over in uh, at sharpbets.app, they're giving out their picks on in Discord and at sharpbets.app. We've also got something on there called the Sharp Report. It's uh, loaded up by Anthony every day. He's got access to an offshore sports book. And that book is going to show, or that book's telling him where the sharp money is and where the square money is. Why that's important is, obviously, we want to be more often than not on the side of the sharp money. We want to go against where the public is. And we also get the information of what the sports book's liability is on that report. I added it to my handicapping and my handicapping 
um, has just gotten even better. So I've, I've been able to um, accumulate even more units than I had been without using that tool. So just that alone is worth the price of admission. So if you head on over to sharpbets.app, use code statsational, 10% off, and um, and you'll get all that information. Head over to our Discord as well and, and uh, just say hi and ask any questions away. But all right, sorry to break into uh, commercial there, but let's get back to the spreadsheet. As you see, I sorted this out. It's actually not sorted uh, perfectly here by the money line and win probability. But what we see is, now I've got this down to 15% because I uh, before we went on the air here, I just want to look at what, if I lowered the future value weight, and for you guys who have been watching this um, since the beginning, the future value weight, I've come up with a formula to weight future value. Now, one thing I didn't mention, as we progress here week by week in these pools, the future value weight needs to come down because there's less future value or there's less future. There's not as many weeks, right? And presumably, you're going to be losing people each week in your pool. So if you started out with 200 people and you're down to 100, and now we're in week four, you're going to really want to lower wherever you thought your uh, the future value weight should be. Now, you might not be using a spreadsheet like this, but calculating it in your mind, right? As we get down uh, the, le- the fewer amount of entries that are left, we want to be a little bit more chalky. Let other people take chances the closer we're getting to that finish line. We take chances early um, in larger pools because we need to have uh, an advantage here late. We need to have some good teams late to possibly pick. But as we get closer to the finish line, we may start to get more chalky. Now, when we get real, real close to the finish line, when we're down to just a handful maybe of picks, that's when game theory really ramps up and we can start possibly taking teams that aren't necessarily the best team that week, but if that team wins, we win the entire pool. So we may not always be taking the best team, but we have a shot to scoop the pool. And that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to advance. We're not trying to win. We're trying to win the entire pool, right? We're not just trying to win this week. So to win this week, easily Buffalo, they're going to win. You're going to advance. You can tell all your friends how great you are that you made it all the way to week five. But is that the right play? Now in a small pool, with not a lot of entries, let's say we're down, you're in a pool down to 50 entries. I would say, go ahead, take Buffalo this week without a doubt. All right. Buffalo would be the play because we don't have that many entries. Let other people start to knock themselves out. We're still fairly early. Let other people take some chances in a pool like that. Now, if I'm in a massive pool, then if you're in a massive pool, you should have taken my advice and had multiple picks. I'm in pools where I have multiple picks. Now you see, um, let me just change the entries to one. When we change it to one, it's going to show us, yes, indeed, we should be taking Buffalo. That makes sense if I knock this down to a future value of one. What if I what if I had it at 100? I've only got one bullet, okay? But I'm in a pool that still has 1,000 people left, and I'm just one of the 1,000. Taking Buffalo doesn't give us that much of an edge here. Sure, it, it advances us a week, but now the, the spreadsheet's telling me, you know what, take Cincinnati here. Now, Cincinnati, the best team? No, they're like the third team on the list, fourth team on the list, likely to win this week, but they still have a 76% chance to win. They're playing Jacksonville. And what this is saying, what the spreadsheet is saying is, we don't have that many more opportunities to take Cincinnati. Now, in a small pool, that doesn't really matter. In a large pool, it does. Let 35% of the pool, which is what we're getting right now, about 35% of pools take Buffalo. Let them take Buffalo. Let them advance. Hopefully we take Cincinnati in advance and now we put them at 
a more difficult position going later into the pool where hopefully we're surviving deep into the into the pool. And now we've got a team like Buffalo. As you saw, those weeks where Buffalo's really good um, in the middle there, week eight, nine, and 10, we did have some other options. And we'll see when we get to those weeks if that's the advantageous play to play those other options. But you're going to see people are going to heavily take Buffalo this week. They'll take Buffalo week eight, week nine. It could be a situation in week 10 where not that many people have a chance to take Buffalo. And if you're in a large pool, that's where we start to get the edge. Okay, so if I'm in a large pool and I have one bullet, I'm taking Cincinnati. If I'm in a pool with not a lot of uh, people left, you know, under 100, certainly under 50. Um, I know my brother's in a pool where he's down to about 15 people, didn't start out with that many people. 100%, you need to take Buffalo in those type of pools. Now, let's just take a look. Now, I've been running. I'm in a, uh, in a pool with double picks, like I mentioned, in week three, four, and five. Now, week three was fairly easy. Most of you should have advanced. If you were in week three, you should have advanced. None of the real uh, teams that should have won lost. Uh, we could have had that with Baltimore. And if you were watching this, we did not have Baltimore, so that would have been an advantage to us. But Baltimore squeaks that one out with a late field goal. So I want to just reduce. If I had in that pool, I've been doing 100% weight on the future because I'm been, because I have double picks in week three, four, five, and then double picks week nine on, depending on how many people are left. So I need to be a little, a little bit more risky with my picks in doing that. Um, I started out with 100%. I probably want to knock that down to like 80% um, in that pool. And I've got like 40 entries left. Now my spreadsheet is taking forever to load. I think we're down to about, uh, let's just call it like 900 entries left in that pool. Now, if I do 40... Uh, entries and I've got 80% value. You'll see now I'm a little heavier weighted on Cincinnati. And the spreadsheet actually wants me to take some Chicago because I'm weighting the future. Now, you don't have to necessarily, obviously. Uh, you don't have to stay true to the spreadsheet. Now, this is going to be a tricky one. People are going to look at Detroit. No one's going to really take Chicago. Taking five of my 40 entries, I might tone that down. But it does put the seed in your head here that in a large pool like this, having to take double picks, I might have to sprinkle in a Chicago bet or two on a double pick uh, because this is a situation where actually this one I have less. I have let that the, the pool that I have 40 left is actually like 4,000 people and it's not double picks yet. So I apologize for that. So on that one, um, Again, we could sprinkle in some Chicago. It's not double picks. But if you're in a large pool like that and you've got multiple entries, this becomes the advantage of taking multiple entries. We're unlikely to want Chicago at any point in the year. They're getting Detroit at home. Are they going to win? I mean, they're only a 58% chance of winning. It's not a huge percentage. But is this a situation where you're going to want to take that risk? Now, if I have one bullet, absolutely not. We're not taking that risk. Like I said, Cincinnati becomes a much better risk. But when you've got multiple bu bullets, this becomes the advantage. This is why I said I'd like to have two to 5% of entries of the total amount of entries. I want to have two to 5% of those. Um, so in a thousand person pool, I'd like to have two to 5%, um, you know, 20 to 50 entries in a thousand entry pool, because now that gives me the ability to make some crazy picks like Chicago, right? I can mix in a couple of Chicago picks. Um, it likes Tennessee. Now, Tennessee against the Jets. Should Tennessee win? I know they're a little banged up. 
Certainly, though, 75% chance to win. It's a pick 25% of the pool's taking. We're going to probably want to be under the market on there. But if we have a lot of entries, if I have 40 entries and I take three or four of them, I'm going to be at 10, you know, 10% or less of my entries. We'd almost want in that situation Tennessee to lose, but we are slightly hedged. I hate the word, but slightly hedged there where we're going to have a few entries on Tennessee. Uh, what else is it like? It likes Green Bay, which is not not one of the, the larger favorites, probably middle of the pack on the favorites. 72%, maybe just above the middle, 72% to win. But you see, they're only being taken at 2%. So we want to have a couple, maybe two, maybe three Green Bay entries if I've got a lot. If I, In this situation, I've got 40 entries. Because now if something crazy happens and this becomes one of those weeks where just the unthinkable happens, where you know Cincinnati loses, Tennessee loses, um, we're going to knock out a significant portion of the pool. I've got Green Bay, who have decent future value. Um, but now we're going to lose some picks. Obviously, if that happens, it becomes a massacre type of a weekend. But we're going to have the advantage of having those multiple picks, having a Green Bay um, in the mix. So that's those are the teams here that you should be looking at. The, the Certainly the one bullet, small pool, we're taking Buffalo. One bullet, large pool, we're taking Cincinnati. And then we've got to mix it up. We've got a lot of bullets here in a large pool with a pool that has um, either a lot of a lot of participants or pools that we need to take multiple picks. Then we need to diversify a little bit, maybe mix in a Chicago, a Green Bay, um, Tennessee, teams like that. Now, the other thing, as we progress here, if you do have multiple picks in a pool, you need to also figure out how do you want to have that line go. What I mean by that is if I've got massive favorites, if my line looks like um, the big teams, if I've already taken a Buffalo, Kansas City, and a Tampa, those are like you know the, some of the best teams in the league, the Rams, whatever it is, then do you want to now offset that a little bit and take, if you had a, a line with Chicago, maybe put Chicago in against, you know, with those really good teams. Now, if you have a line where you've got some really weak teams that have advanced, now I would say Carolina, but Carolina might be very good. A lot of people have taken Carolina, Denver. Let's just call them middle-of-the-road teams right now. If you have a line with none of the really strong top teams, you have to think, maybe I want to take a Buffalo with that line and just kind of make sure that, line keeps on moving ahead, right? So there's a lot of things, not just the teams we're picking, but now we want to figure out how do we keep the, uh, you know, which line do we want and how do we want to uh, form that line that we're taking? Do we want it to be all strong, chalky teams? Or if it's really, really chalky with my picks, do I want to take the risk on taking a long shot, a team that's not very good, um, and then adding that in? Because understand this, just because you advance, and let's say there's 40% of the original pool is left. Let's say you've got 40 out of 100 people left in your pool. Those 40 entries are not all the same. They're not all um, going to have the same amount of chance, right? We all, in theory, have the same chance starting on day one of winning this pool. But if you've gotten away with taking, in the first three weeks, teams that are not very good, but you caught them on the weeks that they won, well... If I was buying your entry, I'm, I'm going to pay more than it's worth, right? So let's let's make the numbers easy. It's a $10 pool with 100 people. It's $1,000 in the pool. We're down to 50 people. 
right? Your value is now that your your value on your uh, your entry is now twenty dollars in theory, but it probably is worth a whole lot more than twenty dollars or a decent amount more than twenty dollars if you've taken really bad teams in advance, right? So you've got more equity than a team that has knocked off. Let's say they've taken Tampa, Buffalo, and the Rams already. Well, that line is worth a lot less than than twenty dollars or a decent amount less than twenty dollars. So what you're what I'm saying is, do we want to continue taking the risky play? And if you have the three week teams and that now you have a twenty five or thirty dollar in value in equity type of line, do we want to increase that equity and really risk it up and take another week team, add that Chicago, let's say, if that was the 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 play to the mix? And I know you guys aren't going to like Chicago. I don't like Chicago either here. Um, but just saying, if that's the type of team, you could probably mix in, um, you know, maybe, maybe a different team here and take a long shot if you've got a lot of picks. But what I'm saying is that's the type of team where do I want to risk my higher equity line on a game like that? Or do I want to put that in on a line that has a less equity, right? If I take Chicago and I have less equity on that type of a, of an entry, maybe, take a shot with that one because that one's worth less. Hopefully that makes sense, right? So if I have favorites, a lot of favorites, teams with high future value that I cannot take anymore, that entry is worth a lot less than my entry that I've already been able to take some long shots, some risk, and it's paid off. That's worth a lot more. So which one do you want to take the risk on? Do you want to try to risk it some more with a riskier team and then even increase your equity on that sheet even greater? Or do I want to kind of mitigate risk a little bit, bring it back to what a norm would be and get that back? Let's say I have a $30 entry. I'm going to drop it down to $25 by taking Buffalo and winning, right? So hopefully that makes sense. If you have any questions, by all means, ask away. And um, yeah, guys, listen, we do this every week. I appreciate you guys checking it out. And, um, you know, when you when you head over to, uh, the discord channel, certainly on DFS army. I check, you know, I do check DFS army quite a bit, but where I am mostly is on the sharp app or sharp app side of the discord. So if you guys do have questions, DM me, whatever it is, um, I always like to help, but I think these videos hopefully answer a lot of your questions. So until next week, good luck. Let's survive one more time and, uh, we'll do it again. Same time next week. See you guys.